Hello, everybody. Steve Wollenhouse here, your host on Anatomy of Success. Glad you joined us this week. 10 ways to be better at using time more wisely is the topic of our conversation this week. Glad you came by. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Again, I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse, and this is Anatomy of Success. Glad you joined us. Glad you found us. If it's your first time, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review if you would, please, as well. Then head over to weatherology.com. You'll find the Weatherology mobile app. It's free. And then find my personal page under About Us at the top, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Please follow me there. Now, this week, as promised, we talk about ways to use time more wisely. Many of us this past year confronted with a bit more free time as we suddenly no longer needed to commute. Uh, A lot of other things associated with getting back and forth from the office. But to complicate that, of course, homeschooling kids and a myriad of other challenges, not to mention the emotional challenges associated with COVID-19. Managing time is critical. I argue that successful people really need to not only have financial independence, but completely own your time. Because once we have the ability to commandeer our time and start to allocate time for the things that matter most, life satisfaction starts to increase. It's all about the four tenets of equanimity that we talk about here at Anatomy of Success. When we have time to take care of our health, mentally, physically, take care of our relationships, intimate, interpersonal relationships with family, friends, and our partners, and then find more satisfying work, life starts to get surprisingly better. You know, I look at life like a bank account. We can either make regular deposits and reap the benefits of compound interest or take withdrawals continuously and end up depleting our emotional and financial resources. How often do you see that happen? People don't get exhausted from work. They become exhausted by doing work that isn't satisfying. Many people invest considerable amounts of time in activities that consume precious minutes each and every day at the expense of more gratifying activities. To make improvements in how we manage and use our time, we have to have a better relationship with time. According to Charles Buxtow, you will never find time for anything. If you want time, we have to make it. So here are 10 ways to use time more wisely. Number one, delegate. I see young entrepreneurs make this mistake often. They believe they must be involved in every aspect of the business. In the beginning, it's necessary. I get it. But as we grow, it's a recipe for disaster. Not being able to let go, being in control, or having the need to be in control is a detriment to the business. We have to learn to lead properly. And when we do, we make good hiring decisions and delegate and then stay focused on the things that really demand our attention. Number two, we have to prioritize. I know before my week begins, which priorities come first and which things can wait. I also focus on getting the big things done early when my energy is at its peak. Many people lack organizational skills, which makes being intentional about acting more efficiently with time a bit more challenging. So I'm a neat freak and my life is incredibly organized. I address the important things immediately and don't put anything off in favor of letting things accumulate that become a source of stress later on. We have to learn to get good at keeping life organized, being efficient, being focused on the priorities that matter most.
Number three, schedule. You know, many people love lists and they are highly effective. Now, if we struggle with keeping our schedule organized, then let's focus on making organizing our schedule a top priority. Give that a try this week. Jot down in your calendar all the things that need to get done each day before your week begins and set aside time for accomplishing those things without any distractions. Number four, punctual. When something requires a deadline, for instance, we have to be realistic about getting it done, but we have to start early and take small steps consistently and work our way toward completing that task. Tiny steps, they add up, I'm telling you, and procrastinating creates unnecessary anxiety. So once we set a deadline, we have to adhere to it, folks. No exceptions. Start early and do a little each and every day. Next, we have to beat procrastination. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with being a procrastinator. I know plenty of people that are, and they're very successful. People that cram for exams and still get straight A's. People that scramble to get ready for a major presentation the night before it's delivered. However, is that the most efficient way to ensure long-term success? And I would argue, no. 535 years ago, the friars at the Immaculate Conception asked Leonardo da Vinci to create a picture of the Virgin Mary for the altar in their chapel. The artist agreed to have it finished in seven months. Guess what? 25 years later, it got done. According to Dr. Chris Health, procrastinators believe they won't do great work. And that's why we tend to put things off. He believes shame and guilt drive that mindset and creates a defensive environment where the individual becomes paralyzed. Our mind performs the ultimate illusion driven by deception. It convinces us the responsibility will go away. And we know it never will. According to George Will, the future has a way of arriving unannounced. Next, managing stress. Many of us struggle with stress. So why is it so difficult to mitigate the influence of stress when many of the remedies are so easily acceptable? At Yale University, they have discovered that stress reduces gray matter in the portion of our brain responsible for regulating self-control. As we experience stress, we make it more challenging to nullify future stress because it reduces our ability to take control of the situation and put things in proper perspective. The good news, there are steps we can take to reduce stress and dramatically improve in the process how we train our brain to navigate stress in the future. Exercise. Learn to say no. Detach. Nullify negative relationships. Forgive and be mindful. Learn to put things in proper perspective. Just a few suggestions for helping us manage stress. Next, no more multitasking, and we've talked about this before, but there's plenty of clinical evidence supporting the idea that multitasking destroys concentration. We have to get better, folks, at staying focused. Electronic devices obliterate attention. Most people are constantly reaching for their phones at the expense of staying focused. Dedicate our attention to one thing at a time. No more multitasking.
Next, begin early. Now I know many of us are designed very differently, but the benefits of a morning routine are well documented. The rising sun has a purpose and most people function best early in the day when energy and attention are at peak efficiency. I get up at about 3.30 and I get so much done. Before 10 a.m., it's mind-boggling. And I'm not suggesting you should get that fanatical. If you want to try it, I think you'd be surprised. If possible, work toward developing an early morning routine. Get up at 6, 7, whatever it is. But get up consistently and embrace the morning. It's incredibly effective. Next, rest. Adequate sleep is essential. You know how I feel about sleep. I haven't been the benefit of much over my lifetime since I started running my business. At age 21, I have been sleep deprived. And it's not something I'm proud of, but it's something I did out of necessity. And each person, I believe, requires different amounts of sleep to ensure optimum performance. I train myself to get very little sleep. And I can tell you here, well into my 50s, that uh, I've done okay physically, mentally, professionally. So people love to debate. Oh, you got to get more sleep. It's so bad for you. It's like, yeah, you know what? Wouldn't give up this dream for anything. And I guess I was willing to put sleep aside to do what I had to do. Sorry. That's just the way it was for me. So I have been getting better. Building a successful company for decades came at a tremendous cost, folks. So I did what was required. Now, sleep actually helps our brain recharge by extracting toxic proteins that accumulate during the day. So sleep is vitally important. No question about it. Energy, attention, attitude are directly affected. There was plenty of days I was running on fumes, and so could I have been more efficient at times, I'm sure. But I did what I needed to do, and I have no regrets. So I believe taking breaks from work is super important now. Getting a bit more rest is very important. But I take breaks every day, all day, throughout the day. And I allow myself to focus on health and well-being. Vacation time, super important. And I take breaks frequently. Sabbaticals from technology, absolutely imperative. These are all breaks, rests, whatever you want to call it. 10 to 15 minute breaks throughout the day is essential for maintaining focus in conjunction with those periods when we are staying focused. You got to get more rest. And that means daily getting rest. When you're feeling tired, close your eyes. Take a nap for a half hour if you need to. They suggest not slipping deep into sleep because it kind of breaks up your day and makes you very lethargic. But these brief breaks where you just rest are highly beneficial. Finally, say no, and we talk about this all the time, and we'll continue to talk about it because a lot of people struggle with it. Say no. One major cause of stress is our inability to say no. And I have people reach out on LinkedIn every day offering me something. Can I have five minutes of your time? Really? No? I've never had a five-minute conversation with a stranger ever. That's a lie. Let's not even pretend that you're not attempting to try to sell me something. And guess what? I'm not interested. So here's the deal, folks. We got to say no. And you're going to piss some people off. It's going to feel like you're doing something wrong. Some of us feel guilt and shame. But say no. These people that are attempting to get something from you, they're not your friend. They're just trying to peddle something. So we need to learn to differentiate between a sales pitch, a huckster, somebody that just wants something from you. Can I pick your brain? Can we talk for two hours? No, 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 no. Almost every solicitation is inconsistent with my focus and something that requires valuable time at the expense of making time for things that matter most. So I say no. Research from the University of California in San Francisco clearly shows that not saying no creates more stress, burnout, depression. The more we say no and the more often we say no, the less stress we feel because we're being true to ourselves.
Charles Darwin said this, a person who dares to waste one hour of time has not discovered the value of life. Any other tips for helping to use time wisely? Share your thoughts with me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM. Otherwise, glad you came here today. This is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Let's get together next week and do it again. Until then, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic.